Hello everyone and welcome to the final episode of Sit Still with Sierra of 2020. Wow, I can't believe we have made it this far. I've been doing this since May and I can't believe we are at the end of this extremely long year. Um, I started this in May on a whim. I had been thinking about doing a podcast for a while, but I was too afraid to put myself out there. And then one day in the middle of quarantine, I was was at the beach alone, of course. I thought to myself, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to start a podcast. What do I have to lose? (laughs) You know, if I get two listeners, if I get tons and thousands of listeners, then great. Either way, it'll be a win-win because this is something that I really wanted to do. So I am extremely happy to not just, you know, make it to the end of the year with the podcast, but to just make it to the end of the year in general. This has definitely been just a crazy year. Crazy is the only word that comes to mind to sum up this year at the moment, but it has definitely been a wild ride and I'm thankful to make it. I'm thankful for my health and life and I didn't go without this entire year so I'm so thankful for that and I hope that if you're listening right now that you, although this has definitely been a challenging year for all of us, I hope that you still got some great takeaways out of it and that you can definitely process and grieve if necessary this year and just propel yourself into the next year being gentle to yourself, being patient and just allowing yourself to, you know, go into the new year and start fresh. I, again, thank you guys so much for listening to all the episodes. Thank you so much for the hundreds of streams. I really appreciate, you know, those of you who have listened and have given me feedback on how this has helped you. And so I'm just extremely excited for this last episode. I think this will probably be one of the most important episodes, if not the most important. Um, I want to share with you all what 2020 has taught me. Um, three of the biggest lessons I learned from it, but I really want to focus on one of the lessons, which I think is the most important out of all the three. But just before we get into that, I just want to give a couple of updates and announcements before I, you know, get into the topic of discussion. So, obviously this is the last episode of the year. We will be, and by we, I mean I will be on a bit of a a hiatus. Um, I will be back in January, late January of 2021. But this is a good opportunity if you may have, you know, missed any episodes or if you just want to, you know, take a break, pause. I won't be making any new episodes until later on. You will definitely see lots of promo. I have so many new ideas and so many things that I want to do and accomplish with the podcast and the new year. So definitely make sure you're following um, the podcast on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at Sit Still with Sierra. And just be on the lookout for any updates that may be around the corner shortly. But yes, we will be taking a break. And, you know, making sure that I go into the new year with um, fresh perspective and just making sure that whatever it is that I have to say is not just, you know, fun and cute, but is actually necessary and important and leave some sort of impact on anyone who listens. So I just want to like recenter and recalibrate myself for that. But again, you can keep up with me on those social media platforms. Now, without further ado, let's get into the topic of discussion, which is what 2020 taught me and boy did it teach me a lot um again i feel like this year was about five years so yeah there's a lot packed in i could talk for eons about things that i learned just in my day to day from practical things like cooking chrissy teigen's recipes to you know the more i guess on the grand scheme of life the more important things which i will be talking about 
So I have three things like I mentioned. Um, I will give you a quick overview and then I will break it down for you. So 2020, one, <laughs> it made me grow up. I think we all grew up a bit um, from this year and the events that this year included. It also made me face the parts of myself that I you know, didn't want to confront that you kind of pushed to the back burner. This is the whole point of the podcast is to become more introspective and more self-aware. And that's definitely what this year did. That's what this podcast did for me is help me to be more introspective. So I definitely, um, you know, got to those nitty gritty parts of myself that I don't like or the parts that are messy that need to be, you know, sorted through. And I definitely worked on those areas. Um, So that was a huge, you know, lesson that this year taught me and just being more empathetic in general. And then lastly, the most important is this year most certainly redefined my relationship with God. I will go into detail with that. I have personal stories that I would like to tell that kind of solidify the whole point, but that is the biggest thing that this year did for me is it redefined my relationship with God. And I don't know if you have a relationship with God, if you're listening to this, I don't even want to use the word religious, um, whether you're religious or not. That doesn't necessarily mean you have a relationship with God, but if you do or if you don't, I hope that just hearing my perspective leaves some sort of impression on you and always feel free to, you know, DM me. You can DM me on my personal Instagram at Sierra underscore Elizabeth underscore. Sorry if that's a bit confusing, but you can always DM me or you can always text me if you have my number or if you just need someone to talk to you, hit me up. I don't bite usually, so go for it. Um, Definitely don't bite in the year of Corona. But without further ado, I just want to break down these points and kind of talk about um, why I first chose these three, because I could have chosen a number of things. And yeah, so the first thing that this year definitely taught me is it made me grow up. Um, That is a whole lesson in and of itself. And this kind of ties in with being more empathetic. Um, I think that this year was definitely, uh, I heard someone put this label on the year is that this was a year of education for a lot of people and I can definitely agree with that. Um, I have been passionate about social justice since I was like a preteen, probably even before that if I can like really think back. Yeah, definitely before that, but I've always been passionate from, you know, when I can really grasp the the topic on social justice, but I think this year obviously um, backed us all into a corner where a lot of people were forced to really challenge themselves and what they believe and why do they believe that and their values overall and I think a lot of our news cycle and just a lot of things that happened in general this year made us take a step back and really question are we empathetic do we even understand what's going on do we understand why these people are reacting the way they are do we understand the magnitude of what this year has done for everyone all types of people not just you know people that come from the same background as us but people all sorts of people like I definitely have empathy has always been something that has been important to me but it definitely made me grow up in the sense that I really really wanted to get out of myself and I think that's a big part of maturing is like thinking less about yourself because like when I think of think of children or when I think of when I was a kid when you're a kid you're very self-centered I think we all are as humans but as a kid you're very self-centered you're not thinking about the fact that your parents just worked 40 hours a week and now they're trying to chill out on the weekend they're tired you're like I want to go 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 I want to do 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 because that's what a kid 
does i mean that's just how we are but i think as you get older and as you mature you start to think outside of just yourself you get out of your bubble and i think that that's something that we constantly should be aiming towards um so this year definitely made me grow up and think about other people even more than what i was doing before and so i think that again the events that took place this year the social injustice the you know brutality of black people just in general every single thing that happened this year even with coronavirus with millions of people globally dying and you know and being sick from this disease i think that it definitely woke us up and if you you know didn't take the time to educate yourself on certain matters or if you continue to stay silent or any of those things that's on you but i now more than ever it's my goal to be vocal and to definitely stand up on behalf of any marginalized group or stand up for any person that is being you know ignored or afflicted so i think that definitely made me grow up especially as a journalist like writing about topics and learning about things that are out of my comfort zone definitely helped me a ton um, and just think about, you know, the impact that this year has had on all types of people. So that is definitely one huge thing that I learned from this year. Um, the second thing that I learned is, or the second thing that this year taught me is to really face the parts of myself that I didn't want to confront. And again, what I mean by that is I think we all have those things, or maybe it's just one thing about ourselves that we don't necessarily want to confront or deal with because we know it's just a mess but in order to really grow in order to become more introspective in order to get to the next level of life that you would like to be at you have to deal with the dirty secret ugly parts of yourself of a situation and so i definitely began that process and it is a process it's still ongoing i don't think that i've arrived i don't think we ever fully arrive i think even as we are super old we're still learning each day we're still, you know, getting better, hopefully, and improving. So I don't think I'm ever going to reach a level in my life where I'm like, oh, yeah, I've arrived. I've definitely got it all down packed now. But I do think that I did confront a lot of things about myself that I needed to confront. And there are a lot of things that I still need to confront about myself. And going into the next year, I will be a lot more strategic about how I deal with it. I even think that therapy is something that I would really, really enjoy doing um, more in 2021. So that is definitely something that this year taught me. Um, and when I say being more, um, you know, confronting myself, I think that being transparent more on social media and just being transparent in my life in general about, you know, my journey with self-esteem has been so crucial and such a huge part of my year. Um, I actually wrote a piece for Blavity, which I can link um, on our social media pages, but I wrote a piece talking about how healing is a spectrum, and I, I've talked about, you know, self-esteem before. I've, you know, captioned my Instagram posts about it. I've written articles about it, um, all sorts of things, but I feel like um, the biggest thing that I learned this year is that healing is a spectrum, and when I felt myself going back into my ways or felt myself um, picking up those old habits of, like, talking down on myself or viewing myself negatively, it made me feel really guilty because I didn't want to be hip a hypocrite and come off as like, ooh, I've gotten over this thing, I'm much better now, but secretly I'm still like self-deprecating self myself. So just being honest, like healing is a spectrum. Some days are great, some days are horrible. Sometimes I look in the mirror, I think I look great. Other days I think I look like the ugliest person in the world. And I'm still learning through that and I'm still dealing with that and I think that that's okay. I think the fact that I can even be honest and say that to potentially hundreds of people who could listen to this 
I think that that is a sign of growth because before I would definitely have kept it to myself. I would have suffered in silence. I would have just kept it all in. So the fact that this year I have been transparent now more than ever, not just with my successes, but with my, I don't even want to put the label failures on it, but the things that aren't as positive. The fact that I've been transparent with those things and talking about like how I dealt with anxiety and depression in 2018, like the fact that I can talk about that is a huge sign of growth for me because I was always a person who kept everything bottled in, kept everything a secret, and I was afraid of being vulnerable. So I'm obviously still working through the self-esteem thing, but I am making strides. I'm not going back to where I started. I'm still going forward. And even on the days where I find it difficult to, you know, look in the mirror and see something valuable or see something beautiful, I know that I'm still doing better than what I was. And the fact that I can acknowledge that and acknowledge when I'm being really hard on myself is a good sign that I am headed in a better direction than I was before. So this year, being in quarantine, being at home, you know, not, you know, really doing anything super active or dressing up often or even putting on makeup and doing my hair really definitely had me sit back into some of the self-deprecating, you know, tactics that I had before, but working through it and I'm hoping in 2021, I can definitely one, be more active and two, maybe just maybe I can, you know, doll myself up a bit more every now and then. So this year definitely taught me um, that healing is a spectrum and again I will link that article that I wrote for Blavity because I think that it could definitely benefit and help someone so that is a huge 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 lesson that I learned this year but I want to spend the rest of the time talking about the most important and the biggest lesson that this year has taught me and I have a couple stories to go along with this point so follow me here so my last point is that 2020 redefined my relationship with God like one million percent so i said before in a couple past episodes that i wanted to share my testimony with you guys and i think that now is the right time i I was planning on doing it so many times this year but i never couldn't like really solidify how i wanted to do it and i didn't want it to just be thrown together and just whatever i really wanted to be um, strategic with how i did it and i think that now is the perfect time to tell my testimony because at the end of 2020 that is a testimony in and of itself. So for those of you who may not, you know, have any idea really of who I am or like my background, I've grown up in church my whole life. I've been a non-denominational Christian my whole life. I've grown up in the church since, you know, I was a baby and my parents have always, you know, served in ministry in some capacity, not pastors or anything, but, you know, have always, you know, either done like usher or, um, you know, any sort of ministry like that. So my parents, my whole family has always been super active in the church, and that's just been my my whole life. Um, now, just because I grew up in the church doesn't mean that that makes me, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. Everyone has their own journey and their own story and their own, you know, path that they take. I just so happen to have grown up in church my whole life. Nothing wrong with that either. But, you know, as you get older and as you build a relationship with God for yourself, you start to really make a conscious choice of what it is that you want to do, how you want your relationship with God to go. And every single year, obviously I'm 21, but every single year I feel like I solidify my relationship with God more and more. And I feel like I'm so grounded in my relationship with God, like nothing can move me, like nothing can shake my relationship with him because of just how this um, 
year really redefined my relationship with him. I had so many frustrations at the beginning of the year, like I can't even begin to tell you every frustration that I had. Um, I felt myself going back into a bit of depression earlier in the year, um, and I, yeah, when March, April, May hit, when I was back, first came back home from college, I was really down in the dumps. My birthday was also in April, and I turned 21. No one really imagined spending their 21st birthday, like, stuck at home. Um, so I was just really, really going through it. I had a major FOMO. I was like, people are still in, in my college town. They're still, you know, living their life. They're still having fun. I'm missing out. I'm back home. This is not what I planned. And I was just really, really down in the dumps. Um, now, backtracking a little bit, in January, I made the choice to, I don't know if you may have the Bible reading app on your phone. It's like Bible Gateway app, and they have devotionals. And so reading my Bible consistently has been something that I struggled with um, previously. Like, I'd get into moments where I'd read it every single day, and then I'd let like a month go by without reading it. Or I'd really struggle to just build some sort of routine with reading my Bible. So this past January, I made the choice of like, I'm going to do the Bible reading plans, like the different devotionals, and that will help me to read my Bible every single day. So for about three and a half, four months straight, I read my Bible every single day. It doesn't, it didn't matter like if it was after midnight when I was going to bed, I was like, I cannot go to sleep until I read my Bible. Um, and I made a choice to do that every single day because I wanted to get better at reading my Bible and get better at being consistent in that. And I did that and that was great and that was cool. And by the end of the four months, three and a half, four months, I'd realized that I really didn't absorb much. I was, you know, checking off, I was checking it off my box of my agenda for each day, like read my Bible, but it was more like, okay, check, done. But I couldn't really recall or apply anything that I had read for the day. And I, I realized that, that was a problem and more so than just reading your Bible every day, the value that comes with it is to actually, uh, you know, retain the information, apply the information, actually know what it says and be able to recall it. And I couldn't do that. And so I was like, here I am like checking off all these boxes and really I don't have anything to show for it. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to just say I'm going to read my Bible for the sake of reading my Bible, but really I'm not doing anything with it. I can't tell you a single thing that I read because one, I read it when I'm like about to go to sleep. So I'm like half asleep already or I'm not focused. And I was just unhappy with that. So I was like, okay, scratch that. I don't want to keep doing this anymore. I don't want to keep um, going through this cycle of feeling like I was just checking things off for the sake of doing it. So I could say my relationship with God was a certain way, but really it wasn't. And so fast forward, to March, the middle of March, um, April, May time period when I'm back home from school. I'm finishing out the summer, I mean the spring semester and doing the summer semester from home and just really down in the dumps. This is also the time when I had not secured an internship yet with which if you talk to me at that time, um, you would know that I need an internship, at least one, to graduate from my program. So that's a bit stressful when you're coming in as a transfer student, so you have less time, you have less connections and networking and things like that. So it was a really stressful and overwhelming time, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to get an internship in the middle of quarantine as I'm back home. So I was going down like the road of depression, like I was really, really headed there. Like I was in the car about to turn my wheel, and then 
a nail hit my tire and the nail was my sister Faith. <laughs> and so I have to absolutely thank my sister for um, our conversations constantly, but particularly a conversation we had one day after I was extremely bummed out that I got turned down for an internship that I claimed I really wanted, but really, okay, let me be extremely honest with you. If you would have asked me about that internship, I would have said, I really want this internship. Like, I really want it, da 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 It pays this, it's a good experience, it's this, da-da-da-da. One of my friends had it, she looked like she was really successful and happy with it, I need this internship. In my mind, I was like, I don't really agree with all of the, you know, all of the, I guess, values of this company, but this is a really good company to intern for. Or I don't really agree with everything, like their journalistic perspective, but my friend in it, she looked like she was having a great time, so I need this internship. That's what was really going on in my head. I didn't even really want it, to be honest, but I had convinced myself that I just needed to settle for that and want it because I wasn't getting a yes from anywhere else. So then when I got a no from them, I was extremely sad. Um, like I said, I was about to turn my wheel down the road of depression when my sister intervened and thank goodness for her. Um, and I remember her talking to me. She came to my room as my, I was just sitting there upset and down in the dumps. And I remember us having a very candid, transparent, open conversation. And to give you some, I guess, a little bit of a backstory as to why she told me this. So my whole life that I've been in church, it doesn't matter who it has been. And I promise you, no one, like, they didn't all come together and have a secret meeting. They weren't all like, we are going to pray this over Sierra every single time individually. And she's going to think it's like a big fat coincidence that she keeps getting prayed the same thing about her. No, I've been getting the same word since I was 12 years old, 21 now, and I finally accepted it. So maybe I can get a new word because I stopped fighting it. But people have come up and prayed for me and said almost verbatim the same exact thing and these are not people that necessarily know each other or talked to each other before this is like years apart and the word you know that people pray for me is that i will always be on the path that god has for me and at first i was like okay that sounds stupid first of all because what does that even mean like does that mean i can never mess up that's how i initially interpreted it as a 12 year old i was like that's stupid i don't want to i don't want to you know get that word first of all it sounds boring I've always been the path God has for me. I was like, what if I want to be a party animal in college, you know? That's not the path that God has for me. So initially, as you can tell by my tone, I definitely rejected this word, hated it. And then I never really knew what it meant. And I didn't stop to ask God what it meant. I was just like, stupid, want a new word. I was like, I will always be on the path God has for me. I was like, that doesn't really sound like a fun life. Like that kind of sounds challenging because you can't mess up. And it took me a long time to really understand that that doesn't mean you don't mess up. That doesn't mean that you can't have fun. That literally means that I have the security of knowing that where I go in life, what I do in life, God's plan and will for my life, I never have to question it because I'm always going to be in it. And that doesn't mean that I can never mess up. That just means that God's grace is going to constantly cover me on the path that I'm on in my career, with my future spouse, with... Um, in my finances, with schooling, every single area of my life, I don't have to worry about it because I'm always going to be on the path that he has for me. And God's intentions for me are not bad. None of them are. And that's the biggest thing I had to learn is that I, my relationship with God was that I didn't really understand how he loved me. And so in the back of my mind, I always had a skepticism, like what if the plan that he has for me isn't good? And that's why I rejected it so long because I was like, what if it's a this sounds terrible now, but I was like, what if this is like a crappy path or like 
a terrible path. And I was always a little bit skeptical. I didn't really trust it because I don't know why. Because I was putting limitations on who God is. I was thinking of it in humanistic terms and in a humanistic way. So I was like, I don't really know if I trust that path. Like, what if there's thorns and bears and scary thunderstorms on that path? But now more than ever, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I trust God's plan for my life and I trust the path that he has for me. And I'm grateful to have, you know, been given that word since I was 12 years old, multiple times. I have it written down in journals when people prayed for me, like with the date on it. I have like voice recordings of when people prayed for me. This is no coincidence. So now I can accept it. But so me and my sister were in my room, jumping back to, you know, real time here when I was really sad about not getting this internship that I didn't even really want anyway. And she said to me, you know, you, (laughs) she said that she didn't want to come off as harsh, but honestly, like when she was talking to me, I'm like, this isn't harsh at all. Like, I'd rather someone just be a little bit more stern with me to get the point across, but that's just how I am. But she was like, I didn't want to be harsh with you. Like, you're my sister. I love you. Da, 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 da. But she was like, you need to understand that if you got a no, that means that God literally has something better for you. You have a word and a calling over your life constantly that the path that God has for you is the path that you're always going to be on. So when you get a no for an internship or when you get a no about anything or when you question your you know, student loan debt or when you question when your spouse is going to come into your life, when you question all of those things, it's like for what? Because the path that God has you on is the path you're always going to be on. So when you get a no, just know something way, way better is going to come along. Something way, way better is going to align with your, with who you are as a person because that's God's plan for you. And God doesn't have any ulterior motives. He doesn't want to see you fail. He doesn't want to, you know, bring you harm. So there's absolutely no reason to be sad. Actually, you can rejoice when you get a no because you're like, thank you, God, for that protection. Thank you, God, for showing me that this is not what you want for me. You want something even better. And you know, that may sound cliche, but in that moment when she told me that, it's like something broke like off in my brain because I was such in a deep pattern of every time I got a no for an internship of uh, for an internship of just berating myself and getting down in the dumps and questioning where my life was going because I was comparing myself to other people imposter syndrome I was spending too much time focusing on what I didn't have and I wasn't seeing all the great things that I did have and all the great opportunities that I do have and I remember after that I completely changed my perspective and she was like you should pray even if you don't believe it pray until you do believe it that you trust, not, not that you're going to trust God, but that you do trust God with his will for your life. And so every morning I woke up and I was like, God, I trust you with my will, f- with your will for my life. And every single day I'd be like, what is your will for my life today? And I think that that is the biggest thing um, to take away. And the biggest thing that should encourage you is that some people are like, I don't know what God's plan is for my life, or I don't know what God's will is, or I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. You don't need to necessarily have the, your whole life figured out. You just need to get up each day and ask him what to do that day. And he was very strategic in speaking to me in different ways and telling me what it is that I need to do that day. Not about my whole life when I, and up until I'm like 90 years old of what my what his will for my life is. And some people do get it that way. They know for the rest of their life exactly what they're supposed to do. And I know what I'm supposed to do with like the gifts and talents he's given me, but sometimes the day-to-day can get a little mundane. It can get a little cloudy and confusing of what I'm supposed to be doing. 
that every single day I made a point to wake up, pray, and thank God that and say, you know, I trust you with your plan for my life. I trust you with your will for my life. And I remember my perspective going into applying for internships from that point on was completely different because my self-value or my dignity as a human being wasn't tied into an internship. I was like, if I get this internship, great. If I don't, great. If I get it, praise God. If I don't, praise God. Either way, he's still good. And whatever plan he has for me, whatever internship he has lined up for me, I trust him with it. And it's going to come when it's supposed to. And that's how I shifted my perspective. And I remember last year I applied, 2019, I applied to so many internships. And I was just doing it, you know, doing it to check things off. And, you know, I would pray after I would submit pretty much most of the internship applications I'd be like god please let this be the one but I wasn't praying and asking him beforehand like what is your plan what is your will and I remember this year I was like I'm just not doing that this year I'm not about to apply to all of these internships like I lost count like I applied to so many last year I was like I'm only applying to a few I'm not about to keep doing this one it's very draining to write all those cover letters and fill out those applications and write all those essays I was like, I'm just not doing it this year. I don't even have it in me. And I am only going to apply to ones that I feel led to apply to. So I only applied to a handful. Like I can probably count on one hand how many I applied to this year in comparison to last year. And I remember I applied to one called the American Prospect Magazine. It's a political magazine. And I come more from a newspaper background, but I was like, you know what? I can do magazine style writing. I've done it before. I've written for, you know, my campus magazine. I'm going to apply to it. And I love, like, my beat for a journalist is race, religion, politics, and culture. I can do this. I can apply to this. I'm just going to do it, see what happens. So I applied, and then it said that the internship started, um, I believe, in September. And I was like, oh, I guess I didn't get it because it was October. I was like, okay, I didn't get it. I mean, God is still good. He He's still good, but I just, I know, I guess I didn't get that one. And I remember getting a call, or I got an email, and they were saying that they wanted to interview me for the internship position. I was thinking, huh? Because I was like, it's past the deadline, or maybe I read it wrong online. Like, I, I could have swore it said it started in September. So I was like, uh, yeah, I would love to, you know, do an interview. So I did the interview. It was a very long interview. It was almost an hour, which I've never done an interview that long, just one-on-one -on -one with someone. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And she's like, you'll hear something by the weekend. Um, you know, the weekend was coming. And I was like, not hearing anything. And I was like, but you know what? If I don't hear back from them or if they tell me I didn't get it, I really, really, really am going to be okay. Like, ever since I had that conversation with my sister, I was like, I'm going to be okay because my relationship with God was different. I didn't just look at him as like some being you know that helps me every now and then but at the same time I'm a little skeptical of my relationship with him is that I trust him I know his heart better this year and his intentions for me are good even in the midst of a catastrophic year he has still blessed me so much and has still protected me and I have so much to be thankful for so I was like you know what either way I'm going to be okay and I believe it was a Monday that um that I got a phone call and she and I um I got an email first and she was like we have one more question and I was like oh my god this was a really long interview I don't think I can take any more questions and I remember she called on a Monday 
and she was like the last question is do you want to accept this internship and i was like uh yes i absolutely want to accept this internship and i've been thriving having a great time learning so much getting great experience at this magazine um since october and i've really been enjoying myself but the thing is is that i don't want you to hear that story and think that the moral of the story is that God is good because I got an internship because that's not it at all. It's when I stopped trying to do things in my own power and it's when I stopped trying to make things happen and looking at God like with one eye, like praying with one eye open because I'm always skeptical Sally. Like it's when I stopped doing that that things aligned. Not that the internship gave me more value as a human being or that the internship was like magical and now my life is like aligned because I got an internship. No, my life is aligned because I stopped fighting God's calling over my life, which is that I will always be on the path that he has for me. And now I have that quote hanging over my bed. I'm literally literally looking at it right now as I'm talking, but I stopped fighting it and I started accepting it and that made all the difference for me this year. And opportunity after opportunity has come since I changed my perspective. It's like I was blocking my own blessings because I was trying to do it in my own power and in my own way. And when I stopped doing that, that's when everything aligned. And that's not to say have a relationship with God so you can get cool stuff out of it. No, it's when you have a relationship with God, that's just one of the great benefits of it is that his blessings and his mercy and grace abounds. And so that is the biggest thing that I learned this year. And I am so thankful for all the no's that I got from this year. I'm thankful for the fact that I had to come back home. And I'm thankful for the fact that, you know what? I may still have some student loan debt, but his promises are yes and amen. So I know that I'm going to graduate in the summer, next summer, 2021, and I know that student loan debt is not even going to be a worry for me. It's really not, it's not gonna be a problem. I'm not gonna worry about that at all. But this year totally redefined our relationship. Now I actually dive in and read my word and great, get great takeaways out of it. And maybe I miss a day. Maybe I miss two days. But guess what? When I actually read my Bible, I actually get something out of it as opposed to just checking things off. So I want to thank my sister, one, for being obedient to God and saying what she needed to say, even if she thought it was going to be harsh. And I just am so thankful for this year. Um, and I don't want to come off as tone deaf because this year has obviously been a very difficult and a very um grief like a year where people are really going through periods of grief losing loved ones and dealing with sickness and losing their homes and so this is not to say oh i just had a great year i don't care about coronavirus i don't care about injustice no i just want to share with you guys what i took out of this year and i mean we've all experienced grief during this year i believe i'm pretty sure all of us to some capacity have experienced grief um, and disappointment and just loss in general and so i don't want to come off as tone deaf again my heart definitely goes out to people who have lost loved ones and who you know don't know where their next meal is going to come from or how they're going to cover their rent those are serious things that i will always advocate for and that's what i advocate for you know daily as a journalist and just as a human being in general but i am thankful for what this year taught me about myself what it taught me about my relationship with god and how it's just going to propel me into 2021 i'm really excited for the new year and i know that some people don't like to you know make new year's resolutions i'm not really a new year's resolution type gal i don't make them but i always have a word for each year so this year was the year of self-love and so 2021 is the year of gratitude and my scripture for um 2021 is matthew 6 33 seek first his kingdom 
um, and righteousness and all these things will be added to you. That's it. I am not going to, you know, specify anything. We don't know what tomorrow holds. Um, tomorrow has enough worries of its own, so I'm not going to worry about tomorrow, but we don't know what could happen in the next year. Um, so I'm just going to leave it open. I'm going to be grateful and I'm going to seek his kingdom and his plan for my life and everything else, all the blessings, all the riches, all, all the other things that come with it will be added on to me. So I have peace of mind and I have hope going into the new year. And I know that there are great things in store. I thank you guys so much for being such great listeners this past year from May until now. And I hope you all have a safe and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I will I will not see you. I do this every single episode. You will hear me in 2021. I can't wait. And stay tuned for some updates on my social media pages. Talk to you all soon. Bye.